0: Hey, everyone. I am your host, Kieran Lenahan. Before I just dive right into today's topic, I wanted to share in the past month, we've had some entrepreneurs join group coaching in the Oasis who are off to incredible starts. We've got photographers and videographers, health coaches, marketing consultants, and more who have already made huge shifts, not only in their mindset and tweaks to their business strategies, they've created more leads, more sales calls, and have started to bring in more and more clients. And so, If you are looking for guidance on your business strategy or you need help getting out of your own way, or you just know that you're capable of way more when you have ongoing accountability and community, I just want to invite you to come and join the Oasis. Come and get coached. Come join our community. We've got entrepreneurs who are just getting started with their business, looking to bring in their first few clients. And we have people who are one to two years in who have the goal of doubling their business this year. And so if you've gotten value from this podcast, you will get exponentially more from joining and getting coached specifically on your mindset and your business. So come join, the link is in the show notes, you will thank yourself. Now, let's dive into today. I've used the term here in the past, dashboard indicators on this podcast. And the way that I think of a dashboard indicator is as the kind of thing that I always want to have a pulse on. And so I literally have, for me, I have a one-page dashboard of the most important things for me to be keeping my eye on at all times. These are things that I check in on either daily or at the very least weekly to keep tabs on the most important metrics from a strategy perspective, but then also from a mindset perspective and a heart posture perspective. And so today what I want to do is talk about one of the mindset-based dashboard indicators that I like to pay attention to and really even deeper than a mindset probably this is a disposition of the heart this is a heart posture and it underlies literally everything else that you do in your business and as a very visual person we're going to talk about it through the lens of just a very simple pie chart that has only two categories now before we dive in I always like to talk about why does this matter In other words, I always ask myself the question, why would somebody listen to this podcast episode and why would they actually go and apply it? And so I want to help you draw those lines, even at a high level, to help you see why this is useful and practical and something worth implementing. The first thing is that this is going to help you if you have this pie chart that we're going to talk about today. If you have it on your business dashboard, whatever that looks like for you, this has the potential to help you sustain higher levels of motivation on a day-to-day basis It'll help you enjoy your business more often than you would have otherwise. It's going to help you drive more revenue consistently over time. And lastly, it'll actually help you demonstrate and live out the gospel by how you work. And so my guess would be if you're a faith-driven entrepreneur, you probably care about each of those things that I just listed. And before I share just our roadmap for today's episode, I want to share one example of this, just one brief example of this from about a month or two ago. And I was coaching this client, and she had everything that she needed in order to have a roster full of ideal clients. She had clarity on the ideal client. She knew that her her services were incredibly valuable, and that she could help her ideal clients get the exact results that they want if they did the work. And she believed that her ideal clients were already in her audience. So she didn't have to go somewhere and go go find them. They were already there. And she was she came on for coaching and she was struggling. Because she felt really demotivated and she couldn't quite understand why. And it got to the point where it was really confusing and really frustrating for her. And she couldn't understand the flow of clients that she had been bringing in and bringing in had just completely stopped and her motivation felt like it fell off of a cliff. And I asked her a question related to this pie chart that we're about to walk through today. And this put the finger on exactly what was going on. And it helped her reframe and refocus where her mind's attention was going. And not only did it help in that short-term help her get unstuck, this became a dashboard indicator for her, something to continuously check up on because this is indicative of a pattern. These dashboard indicators are indicative of patterns, not just point-in-time things. And so this became something to be aware of and to notice anytime she became unmotivated, this would be the first place that she would check and say, okay, what is the state of this pie chart? And based on what it says, I will know what to do. So that'll make a little bit more sense once we get into the specifics, but here's our roadmap for today. First, I wanna ground this in two passages of scripture. Then I wanna talk through the two parts, the two sides of the pie chart. And then we're just gonna wrap up with giving you a moment to evaluate what your pie chart looks like today. So first, scripture. This first passage I want us to be careful with because it's so familiar and it's often taken out of context to the point where we can miss what's here for us. So the first passage I want to bring into this is Matthew chapter six, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I want to first say what this does not mean because this is where we see this verse taken out of context a lot. This does not mean that God will supply and endless supply of material blessings if you seek him first. This, The context of this here, Jesus is giving a teaching that's part of the Sermon on the Mount. And this is a section that's probably labeled in your Bible as do not be anxious. And so the context where he says all these things will be added to you, he's talking about the basic necessities of food and water and clothing. And so what he's saying is, Don't worry about the basic necessities. Instead, I want you to seek first the kingdom of God and trust him to provide those things for you. And so we are to seek first, right? That's a statement of priority. Seek first and trust God with the basic necessities. As I was researching this passage, I came across this quote that I really like. It says, Instead of living in constant and fruitless worry, which is something we talked about back in episode 58, Jesus gives his followers a different outlet for their energy. Pursue God's kingdom, trust his righteousness, and leave it to him to take care of our basic needs. This is a passage about what to do instead of fruitless worrying about our basic needs. The other scripture that I want to connect here is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, where again, you'll recognize this. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And then Paul follows this up by pointing to Jesus's example of perfect humility as he talks about how Jesus being equal with God didn't count it as something to be grasped on, but instead took on the form of a servant. This contrast between selfish ambition and the humility and love demonstrated by Jesus is what we're actually talking about about today. The title of this episode is that it's not about you. And fundamentally we're talking about a war between two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of me myself and I. I want to make two last notes before we dive in and talk about the two different parts of the pie chart. And I say both of these from a place of love. Number 1, you're probably more selfish than you think you are. Not the the nicest thing to hear, but it's true. And you're human and you're not alone. It's entirely possible to love Jesus and still on some days operate your business from a place of self-centeredness, of me first, of an opposite of the kingdom kind of mindset. And so recognize that. That's okay. You're human. The second note is that there's grace for that. And so the point of this is not to lead to shame. The point of this is not so that you feel bad at the end of it. Ultimately, we wanna be able to honestly evaluate where we're at and invite God in because we know that he's going to meet us wherever we are on this pie chart. And so towards the end of the episode, you're gonna have an opportunity to draw your pie chart and actually figure out what percentage of the time you're spending in one category versus the other. Let's use this time to just be honest with ourselves because number one, nobody else is gonna be seeing these pie charts, but God definitely knows what this pie chart looks like and we're not gonna be helping anybody if we are deceiving ourselves. And so let's be honest with where we're we're at, but instead of this leading to shame, let's let this lead to bringing this into the light and asking God to redeem it and to work through it. Now, let's just get into the two parts of the pie chart. The first part is what I'll call me-centered or selfish ambition. This is a fear-based scarcity mindset. This often feels like anxiety, what Jesus describes in the verses prior to verse 33 is an anxiety about and a worry about material things. This often feels like a pressure and hustle and very tight-fisted and, and gritting your teeth. Me-first thinking feels very much constricted and its focus is always inward on the self. A me-centered, a me-first kind of attitude often uses the language of I have to do things. I have to create value. I have to create a marketing post so that I can get something in return. With me centered thinking, revenue becomes an end in and of itself. The income becomes an end in and of itself. And revenue is actually the thing that drives you and motivates you to make your decisions or is the thing that you use to push yourself into taking action. When you look most deeply a me-centered posture is often rooted in fear either around provision of basic necessities like we just talked about with Matthew 6:33, or it's an identity thing because we get hyper-concerned with ourselves. We get really inwardly focused when we feel insecure about something, whether that's physical or emotional or spiritual. So for example, if we don't have food, we feel insecure that we won't have something to eat and that leads us to hyper-focus on getting food to eat. When we feel like we're not enough or worthy, we hyper-focus on doing things to prove ourselves or to prove to ourselves that we are enough or that we are worthy. And so that's, that's like the high-level theoretical way that I would describe this me-centered, selfish ambition kind of heart posture and mindset. Let's get into some specific language that's characteristic of, of this more fear-based posture. And what I'm not saying here is that these are all bad questions, what I'm about to say, that these are all bad questions to ask necessarily, but when they are patterns, they can be a really good indicator of where your heart tends to be. And so maybe you've said these things to others, maybe you've simply thought them to yourself. So here are a couple examples. And this first one is really subtle. How do I get the next client? Extremely subtle. How do I get the next client, right? Me focused, me centered. What's in it for me? That's a pretty blatant and obvious one. How can I get more out of my employees, right? Again, how can I get more from other people? How am I going to pay the bills or how can I maximize profit for myself? And then lastly, what's the least amount of work that I can do to serve my current clients, and still get by? That's often a question that is happening at a very subconscious level, but it's there. It's not something you typically would say to somebody else, but it might be there. And so at its root, with this me-centered, fear-based kind of mindset and heart posture, and I'm talking deep, deep down in your subconscious, it's often fear related to how am I gonna put food on the table for my family, basic necessities, or it's an identity-seeking thing. It's an insecurity that... I'm not a good enough blank entrepreneur, parent, consultant, coach, designer, fill in the blank, unless I achieve this goal, this level of lifestyle, this level of financial freedom, whatever that is for you. And again, that language that I mentioned, those questions that I walk through, how do I get the next client? How do I get the most out of my employees? These are not necessarily bad, evil questions in and of themselves, But if these are the driving thoughts and questions that are operating in the background of our minds and our hearts, that's indicative of something. That's something worth taking a look at. And so that's the selfish ambition part of the pie chart. That's the me-centered, me-first part of the pie chart. Now let's look at the other side of the pie chart. This is the other-centered, holy ambition part of the pie chart. This is a love-based, abundance, servant kind of mindset. And this is often the times when you feel most alive, most expansive, when you feel the most creative and get the most excited about the work that you're doing. This is the language of, it's not that I have to serve my people and do all this stuff. This is, I get to serve my people. I get to spend time creating value for people. And instead of it being an end in and of itself, the byproduct of this mindset is revenue. It tends to be income. This is just the nature and principle underlying the business world. When you serve people really well, a byproduct tends to be that you will get something in return, that you will capture that value that you have first created. And so in the me-focused mindset, revenue is the obsession, and the byproduct is, oh, I have to serve people. With other-centered, holy ambition, revenue is the byproduct, but what I obsess about is serving other people. See how that's flipped and how that's swapped? Let's talk about the language of the other-focused mindset because your thoughts and the questions that you tend to ask yourself sound a little bit different. They sound more like, what can I do to most deeply serve my people? How can we be providing more value for the people that we're serving? What's in it for them? What do they need to know or learn in order to have their problems solved? What can I teach them, give them, create for them? How can I make life easier, more enjoyable, better for my employees? How can I help them grow? How can I over-deliver to my current clients and bless them? And so at its root, the other-centered posture is an outward-moving posture, whereas the selfish ambition is very inwardly focused. The other-centered is focused on how you can serve your people. It's secure in God's provision. It's secure in its identity. It's not trying to accomplish something, to be able to point to it and say, that's how I know that I'm something. That's how I know that I'm someone. And so those are the two parts of the pie chart. The first, me-centered, selfish ambition. This mindset is worried, it's anxious, and it says, I need to fill up my cup. The second is the other-centered, holy ambition mindset this is secure this is a non anxious mindset that says my cup is full and i want to pour out for others now at any given time if you were to do this pie chart and say is it 50 50 60 40 what's the percentage breakdown this is something that fluctuates over time which is why this is a dashboard indicator right if you think about your car your your gas meter any of those indicators They fluctuate over time and that's why they have a spot on the dashboard. It's to alert you when something has changed, when something is off, when something isn't at the level that you want it to be. And so just recognize this is something that fluctuates over time. Where you are today might not be where you are next week, but this is something that any time that we start to slip into a posture driven more by the me-centered mindset, This is something that we want to bring into the light, that we want to ask God for his help with because we can't do this on our own, but it's also something that we want to actively participate in doing this work. We want to work with the Holy Spirit and actually put in the effort and intention into becoming a person more marked by love. At the end of the day, this is discipleship. This is not an overnight thing. This is a lifelong pursuit. This is percentage by percentage, 1% here, 1% there, trying to move are moving average in the direction of a person marked more by love, of a person more like Jesus. So let's wrap this episode up by actually having you evaluate your pie chart. And let's keep this incredibly simple. If you're in a a place and a setting where you have a piece of paper and a pen and you're not driving, draw a circle. Draw a circle on a piece of paper. And if you are driving, you can do this mentally or you can do it later. All you're gonna do is you're gonna separate this pie chart into two categories. The first, what percentage of the time are you focused on you, yourself, and what you want from your business? And what percentage of the time are you truly focused on serving others, whether it's your audience, your clients, or your employees? And again, no shame here. Whatever your pie chart looks like, this is likely the result of decades of patterns and conditioning. We're talking about deeply ingrained motivational structures of the heart we're talking about things that don't just change through willpower this takes gritty work and participating with the Holy Spirit to renew our minds and for God get to give us a new heart and do heart surgery and so I'll, I'll end with this it's not about you let this be liberating I think in 21st century modern times especially in America one of the primary lies that we are fed since birth, And now that we're fed every single day, every two seconds on social media or the ads that we see anytime we're on the internet, the lie that wreaks havoc on our spirits and that is at war with a life of the kingdom, a life in the kingdom is this, is that it's all about you. Your happiness, your rights, your personal preferences, your desires, your work, it's about you. Your marriage, it's about you. The church you go to, it's about you. You, 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 right? You are the center of the universe That is one of the primary lies, wreaking havoc on our hearts, on our lives, and I would say on our society. But we are not the center of the universe. We are not made for that. We were not created to be motivated by selfish ambition. That's why it feels horrible. That's why we often feel unmotivated when we try to get ourselves to do things based on selfish desires. We were created from love and for love, and fundamentally— Love requires a movement out towards others. It's the full cup flowing out to others. And so if you keep this pie chart on your dashboard, and if you don't have a dashboard, I would suggest creating one. Maybe this is the first thing you put on there. Check in on this pie chart once a day for the next few weeks. It takes all of five seconds to do. And it's just a quick little reminder of why you're doing what you're doing. And it's that quick reminder to to seek first the kingdom, to shift into holy ambition and away from selfish ambition. So do it every day for the next couple of weeks. Draw the division in the pie chart, label them with percentages, and let this help you shift in the right direction, the direction of the kingdom. Have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you next time on the Renew Your Mind podcast.